A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to the Football Writers Podcast. My name is Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Adrian Clark, the tactical analyst, and Tony Evans of the Evening Standard. Do not adjust your sets. This is an England team with youth, freshness, intelligence, and intensity. They're well coached, a huge threat at set pieces. They're also really likable. Bizarre. Okay, so the opposition hasn't been great, and it's not quite the time for football's coming home and all that. But we might know more after the Belgium match. Do we dare to dream? <laughs> It's coming home, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, I agree with your sentiments there. Very exciting uh, England side. So far, so good. Opposition. I think we have to put those two victories into context. Uh, not, not the strongest opponents, Tunisia and Panama. But there's a lot to like about this England side. I love the pace going forward. The, the tempo of the football has been, has been terrific. There's no fear from the players and, and that's the one thing England teams have played with better more talented England teams have played with, with fear at major tournaments this lot aren't and yeah the, there's a lot to be enthusiastic about I still have slight reservations about us at the very highest level defensively but we will score goals in this tournament and uh, I think we can go deep into it mm. It's almost the time to enjoy the moment, isn't it, Tony? But let's put that to one side and look at this rationally, if that's possible. What do you think the natural limits of the, this team are in this World Cup? Well, I've been saying it for months and months. I reckon I'd take this lot to the semi finals. I think there's a great opportunity. I think where England have got is loads of pace, you know, as Adrian's just said, and they've got goal scorers. Uh, the, the, the defending is sometimes shambolic, and they will get caught up by the better sides. But looking at the tournament, I don't think there are many great sides in it. And I think uh, Belgium are one of the better teams. And obviously, you've, they've seen them in the group. I think, I think there's loads of potential for this team. And, um, and they've, got, they've got something that everyone else wants, a real top-class goal scorer. They've also got uh, a coaching team, and I use that word, um, that's almost growing into the tournament in the way that you know, the players are. Yes. Um, You look at the free kicks, you look at especially that fourth goal that England scored against Panama. That's the sign of something going on at a training ground. Yeah, it was great innovation, wasn't it? It was a really well-worked um, free kick, beautifully constructed. And, and Steve Holland's probably the man that, that takes credit for that. I know he's very well known for, for his hard work on the training ground. Bright football in mind. And I think it's a really good combination, actually, between Southgate and Holland. I'm not completely sold on Southgate's tactical credentials. He's, he's clearly a, a smart guy. I think his, his main quality so far was most successful 
um, aspect of his management is the club mentality that he's forged within the group. Really, really important at international level. We saw it with Wales. He's, he's done that with the England camp. He's got them playing with confidence and freedom. I think he's going to have to lean on Steve Holland for a little bit of tactical nous in-game. I'm still not sold on how bright, how dynamic Southgate is in-game to make the changes that are required. We'll find out over the coming ga- coming games against against better quality oppositions. But but um, as a combination, I like it. Southgate and Holland got sensible backroom staff. They all seem to be getting on great. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to like. And Southgate's handling you know the public facing stuff really well. Now you know we've been with England teams and it's just mm. been a circus. He's actually handling all that really well. And I suppose that gives us an insight into how he actually deals with the the human stuff going on with his squad. Yeah, well, you know, he's a very, very good communicator. He's very direct. He won't complicate things. He won't mess with the minds. He'll keep it simple for them. And he's he's got a very outgoing attitude towards the way they operate. I mean, we've seen some of these England camps. I mean, in 2010, it, it was like a prison camp. The players couldn't get out. They, you know, sort of, you know, they were all fighting with each other internally. And there's none of that in this this group. And I think. I, I do share Adrian's reservations about him tactically. I don't think that's where his strength are. But what, what I mean, I wonder whether he'll need to do too much tactically in this tournament, except keep them keep them playing at the tempo that 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 cause problems for the opposition. Uh, make sure they don't let the game slow down to suit you know, whoever they're playing, and you know, and keep keep the sense of uh, togetherness and confidence going. Yeah, from a tactical perspective, my fear in the tougher tests is that we won't have enough of the ball. Now, I think we're a fine counter-attacking side because of the pace we've got, so it might not matter wholly. But I do worry against a Spain or a Brazil um, whether we've got enough in central midfield with with Henderson. And you've got this Ali Lingard axis or or Lingard Loftus Cheek as it was last time out um it's exciting it's dynamic it's great for getting players into the box but sometimes you you wonder how whether we'll be passed around in those central areas and at at times Panama and Tunisia did scythe through the midfield quite easily and once they teams get at our back three I am slightly nervous because I think Harry Maguire is a little bit slow on the turn I think we can all see that and and Carl Walker is not a natural centre half. I still have reservations about that choice. Even though Trippier is doing, Trippier is having a fine World Cup. His deliveries have been outstanding. Mm. But if I'm Carl Walker, I'm, I'm gutted well, because yeah. I think it should be him, and mm. I think he's he's our best attacking right wing back. Uh, and I feel a bit sorry for him because he's playing in a position where he. He's not natural. Do you think, you know, against tougher opposition, he put Dyer in and then he'd switch uh, Walker out wide? I, I don't think Trippier's going anywhere. I think Trippier's nailed on now. Because, the quality of his delivery yeah. is such that you can't do without that, can you? I, th- I think that's how Gareth Southgate would see it. And let's be fair, if you're Trippier, you can't do much better than he, than he has in the first couple of games. So he can't be dropped, which puts, yeah, puts Carl Walker in a difficult position. It's, it's unfortunate. Um He's got that pace and I understand why down the sides, on the counter-attack, he's, he's a good safety net for England. But, but as we saw with that penalty concession in the first game, certain scenarios he's not wholly familiar with. He doesn't defend like a natural centre-half and that might be an issue against good teams. And, and I'm especially thinking of you, Eden Hazards and, and your Neymars moving forward. They were playing a, com- a team that were conference standard at best. Uh, so we have to put it into perspective. Uh, Panama were rubbish. So I think it's, I predicted 4 0 ahead of kickoff, and I would have been disappointed if we hadn't won by four goal margin. So 
I don't, I'm not getting too excited. I, I do agree, actually, with Tony on, on that. I, um, but and the fact that we don't, we only have the one superstar this time around. I think is, is helping because they do, they are all in it together, sacrificing themselves for the team in certain, in certain ways without fuss. But and that a group of players, that, he's mm. a non-superstar superstar. Yeah, Kane Harry is Kane. brilliant, isn't he? I mean, you've got to love Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, Sir Harry, it'll soon be, won't it? <laughs> he's a sensational centre forward. He's absolutely outstanding uh, in every respect. And I, and I even like what he's doing off of the pitch as well. I think that he's carrying himself well. The things, the tone he's setting in his interviews is is com- he's exuding confidence, but not not going overboard, keeping his feet on the ground. He's 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 the boy next door, isn't he? He's a, he's a real real hero and. Even though they're just they're penalties against Panama. Mike, okay, what penalties? What penalty? Just the, just the confidence that he struck them. I don't think there's a better centre forward around. And I, I did say, you know, I'm not just getting overexcited. I said last year, I don't see a better better all round number nine in the world than Harry Kane. And the thing is, you know, you say it's only Panama and it's only penalties. It's England and penalties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Levy. Hmm. He's done it again, hasn't he? He's made him sign a, a new contract just before the World Cup. Kane's price will be through the roof if he wins the Golden Boot. Oh, without a doubt. Um, And it's a great bit of business. I mean, um, there's there's a certain amount of luck in there as well because, you know, everyone's acting like proud fathers at Tottenham. You know, (laughs) Harry Kane, how many times did they try and give him away? They sent him out on loan everywhere. I mean, you know, they, they actually at one stage called, you know, called his dad in to to tell him they were going to cut him loose. And then, they, 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 you know, because he, he he hadn't sort of developed and grown, you know, it's a bit chubby and he was shorter than they, they, they wanted. And he looked at his dad and his dad was using a great physical specimen. Thought, you know what, we'll give him another chance. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of luck gone into it. But, you know what, no one rides the luck like Daniel Levy. <laughs> no, he, he had to do it. It was, it was uh, this very sensible piece of business. Everybody was a winner. You knew that when that when news broke that he'd signed the deal. And it doesn't mean for a second that he's going to remain at Spurs forever. Yeah, that is and, for sure. And the, 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 the other problem for Levy is everyone else in the squad will be going, hang on a second, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at the wages. Oh, yeah. they, they won't expect Harry Kane money, but, but they'll it, expect more than they get. But he's playing so well that you do wonder that Barcelona and Real Madrid will, will, will be duty-bound to come in from at some point and... They're the ones that have got the, the money to surprise him away. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with you know, Griezmann not going to Barcelona, uh, which you know, mm. I, th- I think they thought they'd got him. Mm. OK, different type of player, but... Yeah, look, one day Harry Kane, I'm pretty sure, will be playing for probably Real Madrid, but again, one of those two two giants. I can't see how that won't happen. I, I, in a way, I'd, I, I, love, well, I do love the notion of a one-club man, of someone that will stick, stick with uh, become a complete Tottenham legend for his entire career, but... But I don't think Harry Kane needs to stay at Spurs his entire career to be a, to be a legend there. He, he's, he's on his way to it already. He just needs to inspire them to silverware. And I think, you know, the, the next season's crucial for how long he stays there. Mm. I think they need to win something mm. because he's getting he's not quite getting the going rate for how good he is mm. in terms of wages. But he's, he's heading into that, that vicinity. And um, so the other thing that keeps your clubs is winning trophies. Right. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, intersperse the show with some questions from the listeners and the viewers. One from uh, Paul Fry. Um, there was so much talk about Dele and his link with Kane, mm. but is Lingard England's joker in the part in the pack? Well, so far he has. I, I his finisher was poor, wasn't it, in the first game? But the positions he took up were exciting. He is dynamic. I, I've never been a huge fan of Jesse Lingard. Um, I've felt 
I've loved his enthusiasm, his work rate is terrific, and he causes chaos. I love that about him, but I've always thought, has he got that that quality, that 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 wherewithal to finish off the well, chances? The coolness under pressure. Yeah, but I mean that goal, that goal against Panama was was terrific technique, and he has scored a few goals. He's he's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of couple of uh, years. Is he the joker in the pack? He, he might be. He might be. But I I would have. Loftus cheek in my team, no matter what. I just think I, I love, I like his assurance on the ball. I love his strength. And I think with just Henderson there, you need someone else of, of stature that can help control the game. Which does mean that ultimately Ali and Lingard probably are in competition with each other for a place. Now Ali is a better finisher, but is Lingard going to cause more problems to opposition? Mm. And, and it's a personal momentum thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he's in it, Ali. It looks like he's not going to play against Belgium, still going to be injured. He's got a great chance now. Yeah, I mean, you know, so the Ali is clear, clearly the bigger talent. But I think in the last season, I think uh, Ali's momentum stalled a little bit, in part because the way he was playing too far forwards. I mean, he was almost like a, a second striker uh, for Tottenham. And there was a little bit of, like, you know, Pochettino and Ali need to decide where he's going to be. Is he going to be a... A so-so second striker or a top-class up-and-down midfielder in in a tournament like this, where he's as I say he didn't play in that uh, up-and-down midfield role last season. He's a bit more predictable than Lingard and easier to to block off his runs. And, and thinking about that link-up between Ali and Kane, which is you know proven, they 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 do work very well together. Looking at Sterling's position in the side, far from guaranteed. I personally would like to see Rashford there, but an argument you could. You could have Ali as a as a partner of sorts in that position because it's not as if Sterling has been playing as a as a, as a real centre forward. He's roving around here and there. I think Delhi Ali might be looking at, at that position, especially in some of the big games, and thinking, "Hang on, what about my link up with Harry? I could be the man to mm. to deliver alongside him." I mean, it's, it's something to consider. Mm. What do you think of the Sterling situation, Tony? You know, he's had a horrendous month through no fault of his own. Mm in terms of being pilloried by certain sections of the media. He played, uh, you know, played by his, probably his own admission poorly mm. in, in, in certainly the first game. And there were signs of almost desperation coming so deep to try and get the ball against Panama. Your Southgate, do you pick him? I think I would, certainly for this last group game, wear the through and give him another chance because part of me thinks that the key to England going a long way in this tournament is to get him firing because he terrifies defenders, you know, especially if he's playing in, in the middle of the pitch where they don't know which way he's going to go. I mean, he, you know, he advances up. To, I was talking to, uh, talking to uh, someone who played against him and he said, uh, he said, the problem is, he said, he comes towards you and as he gets near, he puts his hands up like that. He said, he doesn't do the normal tells that give away dipping his shoulders. The hands go up and you get confused. You don't know which way he's going to go. Is he more terrifying than Marcus Rashford, though? I think Rashford's pace is, is, will scare people. Mm. But, you know, Rashford will run in behind. What Sterling does is draw defenders. Mm. So he'll draw a second man to, if he gets past the first man. And I think that will, opens up space for other people. Um, it's, a, it's a great problem to have, though, for Scout. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have seen Rashford and Kane used together more in the build-up to the tournament. Because we, you think about it on paper, you think, oh, that could work brilliantly. But, but we don't know, do we? And, and Gareth Southgate doesn't know either. So I, I personally would go against you on that one. I'd probably say that Rashford's worth a try because it hasn't really clicked for Sterling. You think, right, give Rashford a go. He might bag himself a couple of goals. 
real, and then then he's got the momentum going into the the other games. So it's it's a difficult choice. Uh, but Rash, Rashford will score more goals than Sterling, wouldn't he? Over oh, he, over the course of will. a tournament, mm. well, he won't create as much space. No, mm. no. Jordan Henderson, um, you know, you've mentioned that maybe he does need a bit more support against better opposition. Yeah. Uh, what struck me about him was that he's almost like the surrogate captain. Mm. You know, even, even late on in that Panama game, he was driving them forward. He obviously wanted more goals. Good character. And does that play into a broader idea that good teams need to be what they call, what the jargon is, leaderful teams? Mm. Like it, was, it was something that Clive Woodward picked up at rugby. Mm. He nicked it from Australian rug, uh, hockey. Um, in other words, you need strong characters through the backbone of that team who can seize the initiative and almost act as captains at any moment. Yeah, I think you do. And I think that's one of the problems that Southgate has with such a young team. There aren't many of them in the side. Uh, there's Harry Kane and there's Jordan Henderson. And the rest of them are a little bit... A little bit callow, a little bit, you know, inexperienced. And, mm. and even the experienced ones... That, that... Stones is growing, I think. Do you not think? I mean, I, I, the dynamism, that, well, the, the aggression of his head. I, I'm not sold on Stones, mm. but I do think he's, he's, he's got the potential... To, you would, to, be a, to be a young leader. You know, when, when your back's against the wall, he's going to fall over the ball. <laughs> I, you know, he's, 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 I, I think he has got real potential to grow into it, but I think he's too uncertain about his own game at the mm, moment. Mm. And um, and th there's a fair bit of that going on. So I think Henderson's a really important player for them because he's... Um, I mean, yes, he doesn't distribute the ball as well as... you know. A, a, You'd like a top-class midfielder mm. who can play the ball around and, you know, Gerrard look up and see the movement in front of him, find a pass. Mm. He doesn't do that well, but he, he works really hard. He, pr provides some, he, he provides some momentum and thrust there, you know, in terms of getting them up the field, mm. um, you know, sort of leading them up the field rather than passing us up the field. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you who could be an important player in the in the knockout games. Isn't it? They're all going to be knockout games, effectively, from here on in. Is, is Fabian Delph, even though he, he didn't have a... Well, he played a left back last season, but um, he's not a glamorous player. But I do think he fits in better with the Southgate methodology. Mm. Do you not think? I mean, he's got great legs, hasn't he? A wonderful engine. And I think against the, the elite teams, his off the ball work is going to be really, really important. Played really well just before in those friendlies. Just I thought he did. I thought he did. And it, it feels like Southgate is married to the three-five-two. In which case, I don't think you can have Dyer and Henderson unless unless you put Henderson in a box-to-box -box role, which would be quite different from the, the the position he's occupying now. I think I think Delph will feature. I'm sure of it. It's, it's all in in that deep line midfield role. It's all a bit nuts and bolts, though, isn't it? Mm. You know, and it, which a, a team needs. Mm. But mm. I, I think if you're gonna, I think Henderson's the best equipped to play that role. Yeah, Dyer just moves the ball too slowly, in my opinion. It's just a little bit cumbersome. Yeah. You mentioned knockout football, which is obviously you know, the nitty-gritty of any World Cup. England, let's face it, aren't great in that department. Nope. Six, six knockout wins since 1966. Um, what is the essence of a good knockout team? Oh, good question. Um, a good knockout team. I think <laughs> the ability to keep a clean sheet is very very important it's it's match play isn't it and it's that ability when when things are not going your way in a game to not lose it it's to it's to just regroup and 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 not collapse and we've seen that uh 
at club level with various teams over the years. Jose Mourinho's teams have done well in, in cup competitions because of that. So now I think that's that's the quality. And at the moment, we don't know because we've had easy friendly, uh, not easy friendly, we had easy qualification. Mm. Friendlies is very hard to tell because there's no real adversity. So the biggest tests are to come. Are, are, is this team capable, a young team, are they capable when it's going badly of only conceding the one and then regrouping mid-game, changing their tactical approach a little bit to come back into it? Or when they take the lead of seeing that game out and, and changing, maybe shoring things up towards the end. It, they're all unknowns at the moment and that will be the test of the players and of, of Southgate's tactical credentials. As, as we said earlier, we'll start to learn a little bit of, you know, when Belgium come to town, a lot of people are saying, look, let's be smart here. Let's play for second place in a group. It's potentially easier on the on progress through to the quarterfinals. I think I can't see why that works. If you're a professional football team or a sports team of any description, your job description is win. Yeah, it's, you know, we're on a high, everyone's feeling good about it. Let's go out and lose. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. And also, I mean, one of the things that history's taught us is sometimes what looks like the easy path mm. turns out to be a, a very difficult one. And the best thing you can do in when you've got so few games is keep on winning. And and that would be my point of view. And if, um, you know, so the, uh, Martinez likes to think he invented football and <laughs> I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll come up with a, a a way of dealing with things in, in his way for Belgium. But if I was Southgate, I'd be saying, all right, let's, you know, let's let's go into the knockout stage, you know, with a, a win behind us, you know, having beaten Belgium mm. and then people will be sitting yeah. up and saying, oh, don't fancy England. So we've heard, we've heard this a trillion times. Yeah. But it's take each match as it can. <laughs> well, it's a boring phrase, isn't it? Um, I personally would, would, would give due consideration to, to, to finish a second. I would. Yeah. Brazil, if, so if it's cynical, I would, I, I would give it consideration. I don't think Southgate will, will at all. I completely agree that I think he will take Tony's mentality. But you look, you look at the path, the potential path. It would be. Much better. I think we've got a better chance of reaching the semi-final if we, if we finish second. But isn't the message of this tournament so far yeah. that the big teams, they're not as yeah, big and as we think they yeah, are? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just feel that avoiding Brazil is, is probably sensible. Even though they haven't been, been brilliant, I think Brazil have the look of a team that will grow into the tournament and as potential quarter-final opponents if we're in the group, then... Uh, that, that is where I think our race might be run, unfortunately, um, which would be a good effort, but not, you know, not amazing. So not amazing considering the, the opposition in the last 16. So, yeah, watch this space. I, I would, I would, if things are level, and <laughs> keep your eye on this fair play. And, and, well, and, and lots whether, of dodgy buckets well, in the last Yeah, I think minutes. kick the ball away, you know, just the odd shirt pull here and there. You never know. I don't think Southgate would do it. Um, but it'd be fascinating if he did. Could, could you imagine with the feel-good factor in you know in the country at the moment, they, they, they find a way of finishing seconds and everyone goes, oh, great. And they go to the knockout phase and get knocked out in the first, you know, the round <laughs> of 16. And they come on to lynch mobs. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't know. Yeah, we won't know the the last 16 opponents, will we, ahead uh, of that game. So, so that's tricky because I think Japan, we would like to play Japan in the last 16, ideally. I wouldn't have any fears about Senegal, but, but Colombia is the one you probably want to avoid. I think that would be a really dangerous game for England, actually, in the last 16, Colombia. So we could finish top of the group or second in the group and face Colombia and, and, and then it might be problematic. Yeah. So in other words, just 
play your game. I think so. I, I think it'll be a high-scoring game against. Do you think Belgium. Martinez will follow through on his threat not to? Not only if they're not fit. Only if they're uh, if 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 there are doubts well, over Lukaku and Hazard. and Hazard. If they're not right, it's definitely. Leave, definitely leave them out in the same way that you have to leave Ali out if he's not right. I think that was the one mistake from Southgate in that first game. The, there were two gripes I had. One was, why did it take so long to recognise Ali's injury? Mm-hmm. Um, he was struggling from that. It was obvious. And, yeah. and you should yeah. never listen to the player. Of course he didn't want to come off. Um, I think he could have been more decisive there, Gareth Southgate. And the second one was over direct free kicks. I, I don't understand. Even though Trippier has been great and, and young over... De- the wide free kicks and corners. They shouldn't be taking direct free kicks. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Completely. Who should? Kane. Yeah. Or, or Rashford if he's on the pitch. Hmm. Um, the people who are likely to score. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at the, the potential sort of last 16. Um, let's go through it. Senegal. Okay. Terrific you know, draw with Japan. You look at the J- Japanese goalkeeper and you think, well, there's... Potential joy there. Does Senegal look the best African team out there at the moment? Maybe, yeah. I'm just trying to think of the the other African sides. I mean, Nigeria came good, didn't they? <laughs> but they were they were horrible in the first game. Came good in that second half. Musa, yeah, I don't know what Musa was was playing out there. He didn't. He looked like a very different player than what we see at Leicester. Probably yeah, they are the best African team. Very powerful, aren't they? Uh, athletic. Not sure about their keeper, by the way. I think Senegal. Uh, we would create a lot of chances against Senegal, and I don't think there's a great deal of refinement about them. I'm, I'm confident that we would beat Senegal quite quite comfortably. Actually, uh, it's, it's Colombia. It's it's the Cuadrado, Falcao, Quintero, uh, Rodriguez, James Rodriguez uh, quartet. When they spring breaks on England, if we play them, that's where I think we could be in trouble. Um, Senegal, Japan. Fine. Yeah, those goals against Poland were exceptional. The pass for the third goal was just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they the, the link up so well, don't they? And the movement's fantastic. Mm. And, you know, you look at uh, Ames and given the, you know, and, and Falcao, you know, given the problems they've had, mm. both of them have, have shown the class they've got. You know, it's, um, so yeah, I think they would be, but I, I do think they will leak goals and England would score against them. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be so, um, I, I wouldn't be so negative playing them. I think no. I, I'd, I'd still give it 60-40 England's way. Oh, yeah. No, I think this England team should be making the quarterfinals. There's no, oh, it'll be great if we get to the quarterfinals. No, they, they mm. should get to the quarterfinals and anything beyond that is a bonus. Yeah, it's good to watch the you know the Chelsea old boys <laughs> proving their transfer policy right again. You know, Quadrado. <laughs> Falcao, here's someone who basically nearly wrecked his career to try unsuccessfully to make the last World Cup. Mm. He got his reward, didn't he, with his goal? Mm. Yeah, and you know, it's a. Uh, uh, you think before his injury, how good he was, and um, and in the Premier League, we didn't see the, the real Falcao at all. It was, you know, he, he was a shade of his former self, but he looks as if he's somewhere near mm. his peak now, mm. and it's brilliant to watch. Yeah, he's he's got lovely movement, hasn't he? And he, he on on the stretch, he's capable of scoring great goals. It was horrible to watch, wasn't it, when he was at United? I mean, yeah. it just, yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was painful. United, wasn't he? He couldn't move. Couldn't move. He couldn't yeah, move. You, know, uh, no. you watch him now, and it, as you say, his movements just. But, but he's got the guys around him. He's got the, the, the sort of uh, mazy dribbles of Cuadrado, you know, causes chaos. We talked about Lingard, and then Quintero and Rodriguez have got that. 
that slide rule pass in their armoury, haven't they? Mm -hmm. And I have to say that, that, that this England back three, that yeah, that I, I hope I'm proved wrong, but I just don't think they're quite up to it at that at that elite level. Mm. Uh, another question, um, James Pettit. Other than the obvious candidates, which team have you enjoyed watching at this World Cup? Uh, Mexico, I think. Yeah, they, they've been. They've been great, haven't they? I mean, loads of pace, loads of loads of excitement. Peru were fantastic. I, I thought, I thought, even though they, they couldn't score, mm. well, they haven't scored so far. But Mexico are lively off the pitch as well. If you look at the stories <laughs> around them, you know, was it eight of them cavorting with ladies of <laughs> supposed ill repute. All that stuff going on. Uh. You've got your captain under an American embargo. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's all kicking off, isn't it? And and uh, Javier Hernandez has looked looked a good player again. Doesn't look like, like a West Ham player. Doesn't look like a West Ham player. No, um, I think yeah, Mexico probably the ones that that stand out at the moment as as the surprise package. Yeah, I just like the way they play, and I think on the counter attack. They're as good as you get, really, on the break. So, how far can that take them? We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, they've, they've looked good. What about Croatia, Tony? I've really impressed. You know, the the guys you know, in the last chance saloon, you know, the, the sort of Modrices, they've they've got that they've got a feel about them that they could actually go a long way in this tournament. Well, you know, Modric mightn't be at the physical peak of his career, but in terms of knowledge, awareness, and experience. I think he's playing as well as he's ever played. In the Champions League final, he was magnificent. He's been brilliant for Croatia. And, yeah, the, the, you know, they the, the look to be a side you wouldn't want to meet. They're very, very dangerous. Mm, yeah, but that day in Novran, don't they? So they're not <laughs> going to win it. <laughs> no, I, I like... I, I, yeah, Modric's been brilliant. Maybe the best central midfielder at the tournament so far. Uh, and they've got a bit of experience. Mandzukic as well. They've got a, a lump in there that, that can score big goals. Croatia, if it falls for them, could could get to the quarters, the semi, mm. and maybe even the semi-finals. They've done it before. Yeah, big players do it on the big occasion. I know that's a cliche, but like most cliches, there's a bit of truth to it. The Tony Cruz goal for Germany, you know, had the same impact for me as the Ronaldo free kick against Spain. Someone last chance, bang, produced. What impact will that escape have on Germany? You know, when when it went in, I thought of I thought of some of the great Italy teams who started off so badly in 1982. Started off badly, crept out of the. Um... That's when they was they they I was at that turn, that tournament that old. They started that tournament by spitting at their journalists. So if you're talking about. <laughs> PR yeah. <laughs> didn't work well, but they were by the end of the tournament they were national heroes. Yeah, they barely crept out of the group stage, and and then they went on to win it. A, a, a growth in confidence. I mean, I think that the Germans were so bad in the first game. Um, I, I, I think everyone was stunned. I mean, I didn't I didn't think that they'd be as good as they were four years ago because mm. there's a sense that they've just gone slightly over the top. Yeah. But um, you know, I. I, I I thought they'd be better than they were. But that, that goal in the last minute, I mean, one, don't make the foul there. But secondly, where was the goalkeeper standing in a free kick like that? He's got a wall there. He, never mind he took a step towards the near post. He was in the wrong position anyway. If he's, if he's another step or two, well, step and a half back, even if he takes 
a step towards the near post. He can palm it away. If he stands still, he can catch it. I mean, it was basically, where would you like to put the ball, <laughs> Mr. Cruz? <laughs> How about that corner? Uh, Outrageous! Uh, yeah, you're being quite harsh. But I know, I know where you're coming from. It, it, but it was a brilliant shot. It quite, was, quite and he, he was if, I, if I was the centre half, yeah. the second I got back to the dressing room, someone would be getting it. <laughs> 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 but it was a sensational shot. It was an unbelievable moment. With this World Cup, it's been a World Cup of great goals, hasn't it? Yeah. On Germany, I can't, I, where they differ from that Italian side is they can't defend. They've got no willingness to mm. defend. Bowerton was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he just looks like an imita pale imitation of the former player, Bowerton, that we knew from the last major tournament. With Kimmich, the way he flies forward and, and the full-backs, I can't see them. It was like watching Arsenal, especially yeah, it, when Ezra was it, playing. It, it was a Full-backs overcommitting. It was a little bit. I have to. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I think Germany have got... So if, to, if they don't change their style of play, which they won't, Germany have got no chance. They're not going to win the World Cup. Yeah, to add to that um, comparison, Tony, you've got a manager there. Has that manager stayed too long and almost... Um, outlived his brilliance. Well, I think so because I mean, what we've seen successful in the last, you know, sort of uh, couple of years is the, the pressing game and the high tempo game. And Germany don't press, and those midfielders they, they they don't press, and then they don't track back when they lose the ball. You know, and especially well, that, yeah. when you've got two agent centre halves and you've got two two um the two wing backs who uh you know who've forgotten to go back into their own half and it's it, it adds up to a bad recipe there's a lot of teams the best counter-attacking teams i think we're going to annihilate germany we saw mexico do it and if england were to play germany tomorrow i would i would put money on england to beat them and to score two or three goals because they're you're defensively naive which is really weird to say about Germany but that is how they're playing especially with the experience of yeah and, and, and in possession a little bit pedestrian as well not not exactly what you call sharp movement up top they relied on the brilliance of Cruz for that for that equaliser and uh, yeah they've got to improve massively to stand any chance of, of going all the way now we're all guilty of building up coaches and managers as the you know the great wise ones <laughs> I looked at Sampaioli <laughs> on the touchline yeah. uh, in that catastrophe against yeah. Croatia. Here's a, a coach who was you know, lauded with Chile, has 13 games with Argentina, mm. uh, 13 lineups, 59 <laughs> players, but more than that, he just lost it completely, didn't he? Well, he? How can you play for someone like that? Yeah, he exuded panic. <laughs> when you exude panic, it's all over, really, isn't it? Um, the, the, those stats outline that he hasn't got a clue what his best team is, uh, what his best tactical shape is. That He's having a stinker, isn't he? And I would sack him. I think now, just get rid. He, 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 I think he, what the players try to, didn't Yeah, they? exactly. I, I think that they, there could have been no harm that comes in that. Clearly, he's got pedigree, did well before Chile, but no, Argentina are a mess. So we talk about Germany being, you know, a shadow of their former selves. Ar the Argentinian side are all over the gaff. And I think, and I can't say, actually, I can't, I can't see them avoiding defeat against Nigeria based on their form so far, especially with Moose's speed up top. I think that he he's tailor-made, actually, to rip them to shreds. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, down the side. If they play with three centre-halves again and Moose plays to the same level, I think Nigeria will get two or three. Yeah. What about the Messi situation, Tony? Here's someone, OK, 31 last Sunday. Um, he got them to the World Cup. Let's not forget that. Mm. 
but he just looked completely forlorn, worn down by it all. Well, I mean, he retired from international football, didn't he? Mm. After the last World Cup and then came back. Um, and, you know, you wonder whether coming back was a was the right decision. I mean, he's he's got a lot of miles on his clock, Messi. He's uh, as brilliant as he is, and he always has been. And anyone who uses this tournament to doubt his greatness is like, was he either born 20 minutes ago or stupid? Yeah. You know, he's, he's one of the all-time greats. Mm. But he can't do it on his own. Mm. And they're just not getting the ball into him in areas where he can hurt people. Yeah. And he's getting a lot of physical... Uh, physical treatments from defences. And he's at that age where it's beginning to hurt. Yeah, no, he, I think he played statistically going into the tournament. He was among the... He was certainly in the top 10 of minutes played last season. So, so he comes... he tailed off towards the end, the end of Barcelona's uh, season, yeah. didn't he? He's, the, he's, he's still, in my opinion, the, the best of all time. And I don't think it, whatever happens in this tournament would affect it. I guess Chris is quite sad to watch that he's, he's stressed out. He knows he'll take the brunt of it. But the bottom line is... He's, you know, he's he's a Ferrari, and and, and the majority of his team are, are Skodas, aren't they, or, or worse? So, um, so what can you do? Mm. Question from uh, Parik Barat: Of the three favourites, Brazil, Spain, and Germany. Well, we've talked about Germany. Um, who has shown more promise to win it after two rounds? Of all the favourites. Oh, Basically, I think we're talking about Brazil or Spain, aren't we? Yeah, um, I think I think Brazil, even though they haven't been sensational, have, have shown when they do come alive. You think, well, they can they can really rip teams apart. I think they've got the potential to really grow into the tournament. Um, Spain, I, I would say, are the, are the next, are probably the pick actually of the pre-tournament favourites. Um, their, their control of games, I think, will be really important. They've got so much nous in there, mm. uh, in central midfield as well. I think when push comes to shove, they will be able to dominate games at the high high level. And they've got Costa up top, who's in good nick. Mm. So, yeah, right now, I would I would pick up Brazil and Spain as as the most likely finalists. Um, France, if that begins to click, if they become a team, they could blow anyone anyone away. But, yeah, Brazil and Spain for me. Spain are the only one of the pre-tournament favourites who are playing anywhere near the level they can. And and they'll, they they won't they won't dip far from that. Um, how much they can improve, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think uh, there's not an awful lot of improvement in them. But they don't need to improve. You know, as, as Adrian said, they've got now they know how to win games. They know how to... They've got... They've got uh, players who've been there before. They've got battlers. They've got um, they've got a backbone of cynicism. <laughs> they've got everything you want. <laughs> yeah. um, you, Adrian, talked about uh, Brazil growing into the mm. tournament. Any chance of Neymar growing up? No, he's um, he's a horrible little thing, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it's uh, but, I mean, he can play. Oh, he, he can play, but the, you know, he's one of these players who's whose talent is bigger than his impact so far in his career. You know, it's, um, he, he was by far the, 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 the support and party in the, the Barcelona front three. You know, he, he, was the, he was the weakest link there. He's gone to Paris Saint-Germain and all these, the, the, the only trouble he's created is in the dressing room rather than opposing defences. Um, and he's not 
I, I, I think they made really heavy work of um, in the last game, you know, sort of winning very late on, which um, and then you know his behaviour with, the, with the, the, the the dive for the penalty, the way he's treated the referee, and then of course the throat cutting gesture. Mm. Look who you've beaten, son. Yeah. You know, you're not Maradona in '86 yeah. or Pele. You wait, you wait. Quarterfinals, he'll he'll put us to the sword. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I. I can understand where you're coming from, uh, but he, he's got talent. And but the issue is, is he fit? And I don't think he is really. Mm. If he was fully fit, I think he could be one of the players of the tournament. But he isn't. Yeah, I think but, even fully fit, he he, he ha, he's not yet at this stage in his career got the mentality of uh, the, the the highest. I think he was good at the last World Cup. He was maybe better. He was pretty good at the last World Cup. I think we sometimes underestimate. Just the pressure a Brazilian team is. You know, mm. we all know about yeah. the shirt. You know, I had a shirt as a kid. I'm sure yeah. you did as well. Yeah. Sixty-two million people watched that Costa Rica game in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Now, in that context, what about the performances of Coutinho? There's someone who seems to me to be actually growing in stature. Well, he's in the peak of his career, isn't he? This is his moment, and he's, at the moment, he's, he's mm. grabbed it with both hands. Uh, yeah. If Brazil go on to to win the World Cup, there's every chance he could be the the golden ball winner. He, he's he's that important to him. Really like him as a, as a, as a player. For what I think uh, Chiche, the manager, needs to do is is just look at the configuration of his attack. Though I do think this has almost been a World Cup of target men. Yeah. It's I think the importance of that that big guy up top or someone to at least hold it up is has shone through. We've seen it with with, with Russia for France for for a number of the teams with Spain. Um, and I think Firmino it might be the sort of secret link for them. You might have to sacrifice a Willian or something yeah. to get him in the team. But I think if Firmino plays and Jesus and they find a way to get Coutinho and Neymar in there too, mm. that could be the that could that could just press that button. For Firmino was brilliant time at Liverpool, and you know, sort of every time he plays. He opens up space for the runners to come through. He did a, a brilliant impression of a target man against Costa Rica, didn't he? Yeah. With the nod down. Yeah. And um, and, he's, and and you know, he's like a reverse target man, though, isn't he? Yeah. He, like, he doesn't have to be that guy that pins the centre back. He yeah, can be, yeah, but he would take someone with him. His cleverness, his movements, mm. it creates space for him and yeah. others. And I think Coutinho is more suited to, um, to to La Liga and international football than he was the Premier League. Mm. As good as he was for Liverpool, I think he's going to be much better in those two environments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think if Brazil just plonk a couple of holding midfield players, and they've got a few, mm. maybe Casemiro, Fernandinho, Axis in there, I, I, I don't, still don't really see the value of Palinio. He's a good player, but mm. then... Unleash a front four that include that includes the, the front two that I talked about for me now, Jesus with Coutinho and Neymar. If there's a, if you can find a way for that to work, then Brazil Brazil got a team. Okay, Russia. Mm. That's a bit of a delicate one, Tony. So you know, I'll come to you as a natural diplomat. <laughs> uh, ranked ranked seventieth mm. coming in here. Um, they've run a lot, awful long way. They've scored a lot of goals. Uh, Churchish off the coach. Didn't want to answer any questions Ooh, about relationship. Where's he going with this one? To, to doping. <laughs> um, they deny any involvement, and we have to take that at face value. However, comma, do you trust what you're seeing with Russia? Not at all. Not for one moment. I mean, the, the one thing. Well, uh, we've learned over the years is don't trust. Don't trust 
don't trust Russia, don't trust FIFA, and don't trust um, don't trust the results of various tests until probably six or seven years, maybe a decade later, when the technology is finally caught up with 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 things. Um, I mean, there's also the Putin factor. I'm sure the, it was suggested to them that it all ends up in Siberia, <laughs> FC Siberia in the in the 17th division. If they didn't do better, well, the coach says it's hard work and motivation. And let's be honest, mm -hmm. there are some players there who will be go for big money Mar after the World Cup. Marginal gains. Yeah, but 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 look, but performance enhancing substances, if that's what we're we're getting at here, don't put the ball in the net. They don't create a good tactical shape. They don't improve your decision making on the pitch. I I, I understand the cynicism. We all do, I think, and can 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 understand that viewpoint. But let's take it on face value. Really impressive. I, I think tactically they've they've nailed it, well, Russia. And the manager is remember he's he's gone to Plan B straight away. He had Smolov up top, didn't he, for the first one? Um, okay, he had to change things. Um, but he's seen something in Zuba. He's playing inspirationally. Golovin has been outstanding. He'll go for a lot of money, I think. Yeah. After this Big money. Cherisev, he's a pretty average player, but he's got he's got a good left but, foot. But also, let's be fair. You know, Group A wasn't that strong. No. The only people who called Group A the group of death is Amnesty International. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Uruguay game will be the, will be the true test. It's the first time they yeah. come up against exactly. a proper defence. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. World Cups, you know, throw up players or there are players who just basically just turn up, like hang on, James Rodriguez basically doesn't play mm. in the four years between World Cups, it seems. Mm. What about Shakiri? He's obviously going to move on uh, in the summer. He suddenly turned up at the end of you know, what was a fantastic game. Oof, yeah. um, it caused a political storm on the way out. Where's he going to end up, do you think? Well, the, the, the strong talk of him going to Anfield, which, um, which wouldn't be a surprise. I think he'll certainly, there'll be a lot more people interested in him now mm. after his performance. He, he always has it in him. There was a feeling at Stoke that, um, that he only showed up for the big games. When Stoke were live on telly, when they were playing Man City or Man United, he'd score, he'd set up a goal, you know. Um, when it was um, a three o'clock kickoff against West Brom, there was a bit, you know, it's, uh, I'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's got that component to his game, uh, a lot of talent, a lot of pace. I wonder whether he's, he, he is really a big game player the sort of player that you make a mistake on when you buy them after a tournament. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I like him. I think he's good. And his, his, his numbers were good last season for Stoke. Uh, got good input. Whips a lovely ball into the box, doesn't he? I think Liverpool should absolutely go for him. Uh, when you think about the weakness of Liverpool in terms of their squad depth, he'd be their best substitute, wouldn't he? I'm not, he wouldn't break into their, their first-choice front three at the moment, but he'd be the best guy to come on and, and supplement that for the money that they were talking which wasn't a great deal was it ahead of the tournament it might have gone up now oh, yeah, um, I would be I think Liverpool and others should consider Shakiri. I think he's a, a, he's got the potential to be an exceptional squad player for a big 16 and I think at a bigger club he performed more yeah, yeah. yeah time's running away as usual uh, just two questions I want to ask uh, before we go uh, the first is from Tony Mee is it possible to be happy, retain hope, and enjoy the tournament without going full on football's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is. We just got to all chill out, haven't we? Just enjoy the ride. It's uh, it, 
so good, wouldn't it? It'd be so good. And when, yeah. yeah and anyway, take England out of it. If the World Cup doesn't make you happy, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Well, what's rugby? This World Cup is it's, it's shaping up. It might all go boring in the knockout stage. It's shaping up to be the best I can remember. Um, we should definitely be happy. Um, but there's nothing wrong with thinking it's going to come home either because you never. it could. It really could. I, I don't think it will. But this England team are one of... Seven or eight that could. Mm. And, 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 and again, I'm going to take issue with there. It doesn't become boring, it becomes tense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, final question Golden Boot. Harry Kane, five. Ronaldo, four. Lukaku, four. Cherishev. Uh, Diego Costa, three. Who wins it? <sighs> I, d- I think one of Kane. I know it's an obvious thing to say at the moment, but I think England and Belgium might go quite far. I think they both get to the quarters. Maybe one will get to the semis. So I think Kane and Lukaku are a great shouts. I think Portugal might. I'm not saying they will, but it's not a gimme. They're going to go through. Iran might throw a spanner in the works. Um, so I'm going to go for Harry. Yeah, so Harry. So Harry of Kane will uh, will win the golden boot. I, I'm, I'm going to go for the tried and testers. I think Ronaldo is um you know may well be his world cup swan song and he's just got that mental toughness and the ability to do it on a big stage uh, you know probably uh, certainly in my lifetime the best tournament or single game player i've ever seen yeah. um, but costa don't write off costa um i think spain are going to go at least to the semi-finals yeah. and he he's their main goal scorer yeah. and he and he's he's just against Portugal the way he bullied them oh it was just a thing of beauty wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) well a few years ago I helped to present Harry Kane with Millwall's Young Player of the Year award the golden boot would look great alongside that on the mantelpiece thanks for joining us here on the Football Writers Podcast When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.